Welcome to the Dr. Dad's Podcast, where a naturopath and chiropractor come together each week to share lifestyle medicine, health advice, and inspiring interviews with some of the top experts in health and wellness, bringing you the latest in nutrition, exercise, ancient healing, toxins and detox, your microbiome, mindset, hormones, brain, and much more. Stay tuned. We're going to teach you how to experience growth daily. Hey, everybody. We're back. We've been on a little hiatus of the Dr. Dad's podcast because we've been in deep, deep integration and transformational experiences. And we're really excited about this podcast because we're going to dive into transformation and all those pieces that we need to pull together to be more of us. And so we can show up more big. We can show up more real and uh, and, and a greater depth of, of who we are. And, and this is something you know that I think that we're going to keep coming back to because it's these little life lessons that, that we experience that become part of our messaging, part of our story, our new story going forward as we release our old stories and our old masks. And so, uh, Dr. David, I just came back from an amazing retreat uh, that we got to host down in Baja, uh, southern tip of uh, the, the California Peninsula, which is in Mexico. And it was phenomenal. And, and obviously, we would have loved to have you there, you and Clarissa, Clarissa but... Um, we got to do this one on our own, and we'll I'm definitely we'll be doing future uh, uh, retreats together. But uh, uh, yeah, I wanted to just share some of my experiences with you. What's happening, brother? So tell everyone what's the name of your retreat, man. You, you got to talk about it here. What's what do you guys call that retreat? Yeah, so it's called Naturally Brave Retreats. How to sh- how to create an unshakable ground. And so that's, that's yeah, so message. get into it, man. I want to hear all about it. You know, I have, I have, we, we both had a lot of growth in the last couple of weeks here and yeah. that's what we're all about here at Dr. Dad's. And so I told, I told Dr. Nick, I said, let's just talk all about the retreat today. We'll get to my stuff later. <laughs> so man, like tell us what naturally brave retreats are all about and what, you know, give us the experience, man. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I'll start off with the, just the land. Uh, Baja has been like a real has held a real deep place in our hearts for a while. We've been vacationing there for the last five years or so, uh, once or twice a year. And it's this raw desert meets ocean meets mountain and cactus. And it's just beautiful. It's, it's a, uh, it's a really sort of rugged and raw environment. And it's, it's funny because the people you connect with there, they all say the same thing. They all say there's something magical about this place. And one of, and the place where we actually had the retreat is called Todos Santos, all the saints. And it's really like, it, it really is a magical place. And while we we're there in this beautiful land, I mean, all the little um, accommodations were these teepee style, like modern design inside, uh, beautiful white sort of stone buildings and, and infinity pool overlooking this beautiful vista of the ocean. And, and in the background daily, we would see whales come to the surface spouting and raising their tails and, and, uh, and basking in the sun and, and coming up for breath. And it was just like, it was a magical vista and a magical serene um, place. It was in a place called Pachamama. And you can all look it up if you'd like. What'd you call me? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, it sounds beautiful, man. Yeah. I don't think those pictures that you've shown me do it justice. I'm sure it's just, oh. it's, we need to get more of that out there. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And and Pachamama, it means like Mother Earth. And that's mm-hmm. what it feels like. You know, when you're in this place, you, you really feel like you're being, you know, 
nestled by you know the great mother you know whatever whatever that means to you and and so we had a little yoga studio on site dr sonia and i are both kundalini yoga teachers and so we walk people through uh an experience of uh what we called uh conception or and community onto courage onto uh commitment and then into congruency and this is sort of like the dance that we would the sort of the theme that we would move through each day and um Everybody comes to retreat for a different reason. And I think everybody, this is what we tell everybody is everybody needs retreat. Not everybody knows they need it. They need it. It's probably the least convenient thing you can do, but it's like taking your vacation that you may take every year and leveling it up 10 hundred times because you're actually doing true retreat, retreating, like you're retaking care of yourself. You're, you're in a space where you're eating farm to table food. You're, you know, you're doing meditation, you're doing yoga, you're doing mindset training, you're doing lifestyle work, you're doing all these things that have a massive imprint on your subconscious patterning and, and you leave with some phenomenal habits. So it's, uh, yeah, the, the, the people that came, I mean, from before to after, it's like they're completely different people leaving the treatment when they came. So it was, it was pretty phenomenal. So, Doc, tell, Dr. Nick, tell, tell the listeners, because we were talking about this a little bit, and I think this is important, because when people think retreat, the first thing I think a lot of them think was like, oh, I don't have the time, right? That's going to be the first asset that they're like, I don't have time to do this for myself. And then they'll make that, that argument of money, but like what you're basically saying is you guys are creating this amazing environment where they're getting everything they're going to get out of a vacation anyway, Yeah. right? And then you're taking them layers deep to actually get almost a medicinal benefit, you know, from the emotional side, right? The physical side, mm-hmm. and even the biochemical side to rejuvenate them so that they can actually return home to like get that, 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 that growth and that progress that they're trying to achieve in life. But pretty much what everybody wants to get out of their vacation, right? So tell them how important making that environment for this process is like creating that environment. I mean, what, what plays into that? Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I'll I'll step back a little bit. Like Sonia and I have been doing retreats, going to attending retreats for, for years. And it's, it's sort of like an anchor point for us every year when we go into retreat, because we know we're just reassimilating, we're getting more congruent, we're getting more clear, we're, we're coming, we're becoming a whole or a more whole version of ourselves. And so it's really through immersion, right? You know, at retreats, you see people doing stuff. You're like, geez, I, w- I want to bring more of that into my life. I want to bring more yoga or better food or better, stronger mindset, more resiliency, a deepening to my connection with self and relationship with partner and what have you. I mean, those are all things that we want. We just, we, we lack a lot of mentorship in our, in our culture. And so when you're, put into an, an immersive experience, it's, it's also completely different than just going to do a visit. Like even with me, I can, we can take people obviously to a way deeper place in their hearts and their, in their healing by being in an immersive setting versus, you know, just coming in and having a visit for, you know, 30 minutes to an hour. It's because we're, we're unpacking all these different layers of, um, of what we, what we referred to at the retreat as like this mask that we wear, these, where we try to hide our vulnerability and, and present ourselves in the most beautiful light. It's like going on Facebook and, you know, looking at all your friends and they're, they're living it up because we're seeing the best version of themselves. Right. And we do that on a regular basis. We keep trying to put our best foot forward 
and hiding our essential truth or hiding our vulnerabilities where we're stuck and that kind of thing. And when you're in a, in this immersive experience, you realize you're part of this collective. There's a whole bunch of people there or a number of people there, you know, depending on how many people are there, that are all wanting the same thing. Cause we all, at the end of the day, like we all need connection. We all need tribe. We know that the worst possible thing we can do to ourselves is we've talked about this before is to be in isolation. And so when you when you feel like you're in a safe place where you can shed your mask, you can release that version of yourself that you've just been containing, you know, with tooth and nail, because for God forbid someone actually sees the real you, um, when you can be in a safe enough environment to like start to let go of some of these layers, what shines forth is like is a brilliance that's that that only you can know and you can only experience and you you have a you know a figment of that imagination of what's possible on your day to day but when you're in in an immersion it's like that's all you're focusing on you get to be fully you show up as you as you are as you are without this mask and this other identity brother i could sit here and listen all day You know, I'm glad that you say that because these are things that I think everybody thinks about, including myself and Clarissa. We've always talked about doing something like that. Mm -hmm. And I know, you know, we missed out this year, but we're there next year. I promise it's a done deal. But the importance of this for everybody, just for healing, for for growth, whether it's growth, right? I'm sure everybody's there for different reasons. And everybody has different breakthroughs and different capacities. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, it's funny because I, I mean, I was, I was reading up on some of the old, like the fathers of modern medicine. I mean, Hippocrates, they used to have these sanctuaries that people would go to, right? They, they, they literally would do, you know, do their enemas, bloodletting, or, you know, God knows what else happened back in those days, but they definitely did fasting. We know that, right? You know, they would do these things in these sort of contained environments to learn these lifestyle tools, uh, that then can be taken back to their everyday life, right? I mean, one of the, the famous slogans of, uh, of uh, uh, what's his name, Hippocrates, was that, you know, let food be thy medicine, medicine be thy food, but to eat when you're sick is to feed your illness. You know, sometimes fasting is not so easy in the day-to-day. Sometimes uncovering some of these old patterns is not easy on the day-to-day. You know, sometimes you know, even learning what kind of foods to eat or whatever. I mean, when you're in an immersion, you're forced to face these things because your collective, your community is all doing it together. And you've got someone to lean, which we, we now reframe. We don't say lean on, we lean into. We, you know, we, we allow ourselves to be vulnerable so that we can lean in and learn. And uh, it's been going on for thousands of years. It's just we've so lost that in this modern culture. Well, and just taking that break to, to take a deep breath, I think just doing something like this once a year is huge for anybody. I mean, yeah. anybody just to take that for like a five day, seven day period and disconnect from your, your routine, disconnect from your daily, you know, I mean, you look at the modern day man and, and woman now and the pace at which they're running their yeah. vehicles and it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And when do you ever just take a break? I mean, even when people go on vacations, right? They don't really slow down. They're still <laughs> going at that pace. And so, so valuable, man. I mean, so, it's huge. And I'm, I'm really excited to go next year. I'm, yeah. I'm, well, yeah, I'm super pumped, man. I'm well, isn't, I mean, isn't it interesting that the, we're, we live in a time 
we're, we're so saturated with information overload. Like it's just, we're being bombarded with it. You know, you spend any time even doing productive things online, whether it be, you know, let's say we're doing medical charting or whatever, and you're getting pop-ups left, right, and center. It's like we're getting distracted thousands, hundreds of thousands of times possibly through our day. And then we have to also deal with our own thoughts that are telling us we're insignificant, we're insecure, we're not good enough, we're, we're, we're fat, we're, you know, we, we have no energy, you know, all that dialogue. And then getting a chance to just go pause and then just clear the clutter, right? Like that's, it's something, like, like we said at the beginning, it's something that everybody needs, they just don't realize it yet. And then once they get a taste of it, they go, oh, there I am, right? So it's, it's a beautiful process. Well, and, and most people never get that taste. How important is it for them to just get a sample of something like that so they know what's there for them? Yeah. You know, for me, a lot of those things that I've always been resistant towards doing is exactly where I needed to be. And then when I finally made that choice in my life to commit to something big like that, it was life-changing. Yeah. So again, that resistance to even do things like something as simple as a retreat once a year, Mm-hmm. I think people should say, no, I'm going to do it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it regardless and just fight through it and make that decision because I know on the other end is going to be what I, want, what I need and what I want. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's a, and that's a metaphor for, you know, when we teach fasting too, right? It's like, or detox, like this, this isn't something that you, you, you know, quote unquote, want to do. It's something that you need to do and you have to go into the discomfort of it to, to actually release it, you know? you got to face it to embrace it or, you know, feel it to heal it, you know, whatever you want to say. But yeah, that's, that's where we make change. And I mean, how many people do you get that come into your clinic that go, Oh, but change is hard. You know, I, I tried to make some changes, but it's just, I'm so stuck in my patterns that it, like I didn't really do everything you said. <laughs> oh yeah. All the time. It happens, all the time. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm curious, like when, when someone meets that resistance, like how, how do you help people through that um, when they're coming to see you? You know what, what I realized so far with, with just that process with people and the mindset practices, it's so different for every individual, right? It's, there's, it's, I wish there was just this cookie cutter way of us being able to break through to somebody and just be able to say something, but it's really not because everybody has a different reason of why they have that resistance in their life and why they're not making those changes yet. Um, Some people, it's just doubt, right? And so I get a lot of of these individuals who, they don't know what to believe anymore. They don't know, and they they just don't even just pick one direction and try to head in that direction for any amount of time. They'll do it for like a week or two, and then if they don't feel the change right away, like that instant magic bullet, they're like, oh, it doesn't work. And so then they start giving up, but then when you talk to the person, they've never really given anything a decent amount of time of shifting that to actually see the result. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so for some people, it's as simple as, look, there's just a follow through here. Just follow the process and follow through. You've never given it time. And then you have under individuals, it's, it's, a, it's a self-worth issue like we've discussed before. Mm-hmm. And they just self-sabotage themselves all the time. They know what they need to do. They have the knowledge base. They understand it would make them better, but they just can't seem to make those changes. Mm-hmm. So what I what I what I've experienced is like you're like I think what you kind of do at these retreats is with some individuals it's like hacking through layers to get through to that person of who you're really speaking to yeah. because just in these first two or three visits as I get started with my clients I'm not really seeing the real person yet yeah 
And yeah, so that's a really interesting point. Yeah. You know, you said it, and I, I believe we're going to talk about that. This is a good segue, but you said there were some individuals that were very resistant at the front end of your retreat mm-hmm. to that transformation, that shift taking place. And it took almost three days, right? Yeah. And so you, you talk about even being immersed in that environment. So how often is that the case when we're in this clinical setting with people, like in a 30-minute, like hour-long, real quick coaching visit, where we're trying to make breakthroughs, but they're in the hustle and bustle, like you're saying, of, of everything that's going on, and we're only going to get so deep there. Yeah, that's, that's, that's such an important point. And, and yeah, there, were, there, was a, there was a few people like that, that that were so entrenched in their story and their – and their understanding of their habits and how they're seeing the world. And it's not like, like you said before, it's not like they don't have intention to choose the right foods or to, to implement certain protocols. It's not like the awareness isn't there, but, but there's something, there's a way of viewing the world. And we, we talked a lot at the retreat about uh, a container for an event and then the contents of the container. And essentially what that means is that you can have something thrown at you in life. Let's say, I don't know, let's keep it simple. Someone cuts you off in traffic. And so the container of that event is essentially, you know, this other car was completely negligent and they just, you know, screw them. They, they cut me off. How dare they? I'm, this is my lane or whatever, whatever. That's the container. And that's our, that's our default position. We, we just go into reaction. You know, we, have an emo- we have a moment, that's the container. We react to the container. Default, default, default. And it could be like that for anything. It could be for reasons why we don't stick to a nutrition plan. It could be reasons why we keep fighting with our partner or whatever. We keep making the container the whole piece. Instead, we need to open up the lid. We need to dive into the container and find the contents, find the meaning in those moments. So maybe when someone's cutting you off in traffic, instead of looking at the other person as a jackass for not paying attention to the road, wait a second, maybe this... I needed to happen so I could slow down. Maybe me slowing down, this is preventing an accident. Maybe it means I need to be more observant of my surroundings. Maybe I just need a little gut check and take a deep breath and see how I'm doing. And this is part of the, like the, the teaching tool that we use to help people understand that because people are so deep in their story, right? I am this way because my dad was this way, or I am this way because someone broke up with me and now from now on, I only see hurt when relationship comes or whatever. We, we make our life moments these containers. Instead, we could you know, open the container and find the meaning. And when these people started to change, we, we knew they started to change because their dialogues started to change. They didn't say, I am this way, oh, this happened because of this, all these excuses that were there on day one, two, and three as we were sort of changing our subconscious programming it started to look more like this, that I now see that the reason that happened in my life was so that I could be more resilient. I could have more compassion. I could, I could have more forgiveness. Uh, and, and we would tie these little pieces into meditations, different yoga kriyas or positions to change our angles of our body so we could change our perspective of, of the mindset. And it's fascinating to see people you know, shift in this, in this way so that they start to cap, capture the meaning of these moments and start to relate to their stories differently. So you actually, it's kind of like you're changing your past by relating to it differently. And so you can actually change the trajectory of your future because you've, you've 
allowed yourself to release a story that was holding you back. So you're like helping them, you're reprogramming their chapters that they've written for themselves. They're just, they're able to see it from a different light, right? Yeah. So brother, tell me, because you and Sonia are both certified Kundalini yogis, right? Yeah. So talk, to, talk to the listeners a little bit about how you use that type of practice of yoga to open them up, because I'm sure that was part of the process. For anybody listening, I've actually done yoga with Nick and Sonia, and amazing. Uh, they made me cry last time. <laughs> I was crying there with you too. <laughs> yes, we were, I was actually crying, but amazing, just amazing. I mean, I, I, fantastic, fantabulous, any word you could probably such an experience. So I can imagine being immersed with you too for a full week and then hitting even the emotional stuff too, man. It's like multiple layers deep. But guys, in an hour, they got me there. So I can imagine a week's amazing. But I mean, <laughs> talk to the listeners about how you use that as a tool during the week and then with all the other things with the mindset. Like, How do those intertwine? Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I guess that one of the first concepts that, that I always go back to is that Kundalini yoga is specifically a yoga of the nervous system. It's strengthening your resiliency. I mean, you're holding, in Kundalini yoga, you typically hold postures for a whole lot longer and you're doing some sort of complicated breath work sometimes with these postures. And the whole idea of, of, of yoga is to prepare the body for meditation or, or deep relaxation because that's when the true integration happens. So what we do is we, we bring up stuff like we bring up an emotional construct or a way of viewing the world or, or what have you and then we right when that's come to the surface we apply meditation a kriya which is a yoga posture or breath work to, to start to like evacuate it out of our nervous system and and this is where this like cool change happens so we say in yoga it's effort to give relaxation to receive so when you're giving yourself to a position a posture um, or even and, and locking that mindset or that way of viewing your world through changing, we say changing your angles to change your perspectives. You know, you're holding your arms above your head or swinging your arms around. Or you're doing breath of fire, which is rhythmic pumping of the navel point, and you're and you're like you're you're firing this um, this what seems like almost like a physical awakening yeah like it's it's like this yeah like we have to bring fire it's even like firewood actually one of the shamans who we did a, a fire ceremony with he had a beautiful analogy of like you take firewood which is really hard you heat it up into its little embers and it now becomes mobile and that's kind yeah. of what we're doing with yoga it's like we're bringing our breath we're bringing our awareness we're bringing our physical um body into a specific posture to uh, to to change the the strength of that hold of that belief system of that thought process of that pain even a physical one and we're releasing it by changing the energy dynamics of that of that pain of that motion that whatever and it and it's gone and like when it's not it's not there anymore it's like it literally clears from your body and so they call kundalini yoga the raj yoga which basically means the king of all yogas because it's working on this most subtle most um, the subtle part of our body, which is our nervous system, which is which is all chiropractic, which is what I love it, right? It's like I mean, it's it's all the philosophy. Oh, you guys oh I get it, yeah, man. Right? You're speaking <laughs> my language. I, you know what? I I see it and I feel it when when you guys take us through it. It almost okay. So I see the nervous system, the brain, the spinal cord, almost like this battery, right, like of light. I'm like, yeah. there's this giant light in us, and it's like bright all day, right? And then when you guys took me through that process. 
I feel like I jacked myself up to a bunch of other batteries and it like just supercharged my light. And then when you get into that emotional piece of it and the meditation, like you're saying, like you to receive, right? You give at first and then you receive. It's mm-hmm. like you open us up where yeah. we're just like the lighting up the room. Like, and then all of a sudden your ability to receive when you get there is, it's, it's, it's so intense. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's, you know, we're not taught this, right? We're not taught that we have to relax to receive. We're taught that got to do, 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 go, 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 get things done, you know, be very young in our orientation, but we all have these different dynamics to us. We have a yin and we have a yang and meditation, deep relaxation, also known as Shavasana. That's our yin state. That's our receptive state. That's where we actually receive these gifts. I mean, Dr. Bruce Lipton talks about this all the time you know, from zero to seven years of life, we're in this constant record, this constant theta state, right? And we're in this theta state, which is programming our subconscious mind, which is where a lot of our behaviors and habits and things come from because we're just constantly in observation mode. And then at some point along the way, our brain can start to shift so that it can start to activate these different higher centers of our brain and alpha and beta and whatnot. But so much of who we are is a result of that early life programming. The thing is, is that we got to get back into that state to record something new, right? So traumas like, you know, physical traumas uh, because of injuries or emotional traumas because of a relationship or child abuse or, you know, God knows what else we're, we're, we've been traumatized to. Um, that's all happening in its, in its memory. It's literally like a physical, emotional memory that's stored inside different parts of our body. And so we need to burn up those energies. We need to do movement, exercise, you know, Kriya, emotional changes, all these things to, to shift that energy so that it can be cleared. And then we program, we press the record button again, we press that theta record so we can start to establish new neural pathways, we can establish new habits. And, and the thing is, like, what's so beautiful is that it just comes down to making a choice, right? Like, that's all this is. It's like, it's just choosing a different version of ourselves, it's choosing a different way of thinking about things. And when we make that choice, like magic happens, right? I mean, how many people do you see that go like, I want this, but they don't actually acquire it? It's because they didn't really choose. Like there's, well, but right? they did, but they did, right? Yeah. You said it. Why? Let's talk about this, man. I mean, this is awesome. Why do we stay in a default mode of negativity when we react? Why is it always negative? Like at the end of the day, if you really think about it, we all choose to have the reaction and take whatever emotion we attach to that. We do. So like you're saying like, you know, this, this, this power and this choice that we make, but so many people default to the negative and the bad and the, uh, it's just like a pity party, man, like bitching and moaning all day long. And then they wonder why their life is the way it is. And it's like, they're stuck on this default of negative energy. But like you're saying, like you have a choice with everything that happens to you on a daily basis of how you're going to take it. But what you're basically telling our listeners is, you know, our childhood has a huge impact on how we react to modern day world right now. And for us to have improvements in this arena, you have to tap back into that. And that's what you're able to do with that practice. Yeah. Yeah. You got We all have to learn how to press record and record the right messages then. And I think it goes beyond just, daily affirmations because that default mode is so inherently a part of who we are 
and it was there as a protective tool, right? We, we learned how to become defensive as a way to stop ourselves from being hurt, right? And it's like, you know, we talk about adrenal function, energy depletion, uh, constantly thinking that we're running away from this tiger, but these are all mechanisms that served a very specific role when we were young. You know, maybe our, our parents were fighting and therefore we had to become more of a recluse. We became more introverted. We had to do something to try to, you know, stay away from the pain. So everything really, you know, we talk about this all the time, pain to purpose. Everything really, we, we default to, to pain and, and pain avoidance. And it's, it's one of the main reasons, I think, why there's so, addictions are so, you know, elevated in the world that we live in is because people are trying to escape that pain by finding some sort of high, something that like gets them into a pleasure state, an altered state of being, so they can step out of that pain for a little while. It's like a little mini vacation. And And like like you talk about pain, we've talked about pain is not a bad thing. It's a very good thing. I mean, it's something that I think the universe provided us to help us thrive. Totally. Yeah, we, we, yeah, I mean, of course, I mean, we, we need to know that, you know, the frying pan is hot, so don't touch it. And we need to, you know, but it's like that just becomes who we are. So little versions of David and Nick, you know, play out these default patterns because that's what we learned as, as kids. And maybe it just got solidified in relationships, right? It's like we say, you know, you know, and I know you say this to your clients too. It's like we keep repeating behaviors until we get the lesson, right? We keep getting very similar things showing up in our lives until we go, wait a second, I don't want that anymore. I choose differently. How do I, you know, turn my attention to something else so I stop receiving the same gifts of this painful lesson, right? And and we even from like a true like physical pain point, we know now we actually have to change brainwave patterns. We know we have to change the neural programming in the brain to stop the pain signals to say our our sore shoulder because it's not really really about the shoulder anymore it's that the mechanism of the brain hasn't been rewired and the same thing with our emotional body and everything else so what starts off as a a defensive tool a mechanism for survival then becomes our default and so we consciously have to apply pressure effort um you know to actually shift and to like make the embers like that wood or that, that stiffness, that firm way of being, we have to heat it up so that we can shift it and make it more malleable so we can create new neural pathways. And it can change in a moment. And that's what we see. You know, we see this after a couple of days in an immersive experience, people just like we've, we've fired the kiln long enough and we've started to heat them up long enough that enough things are ready to move. And then there's these releases of these old patterns and then, Immediately, there's an embedding, a, a, a seeding of this new understanding of, of who we are in this world. And that's, uh, that's a beautiful thing to just witness. And it's a, it's a wonderful feeling to feel. And, you know, when, when you and I were joking about just even crying in the yoga class, it's not crying because we we're feeling pain. It's because we we're like, oh, I'm getting a taste of me. I'm like, wow, that feels really good to let go of this version of myself that I, that I used to relate to or default to and like well there i am like that's what that's what brings tears because it's like wow that's that's me in a authentic raw place and it feels so good to get an experience of of me right i couldn't have picked a better way to describe that brother it's it's so pure 
the way you cry. I mean, you just, like you're saying, you're, you're tapping into that inner, that inner self that you very rarely, I, I would say, get to tap into at that level. Yeah. But it's so important, man. It, it, it just, the energy that gives you moving forward from those types of things, it, it, it just propels you. Yeah. It really does. It wakes things up. Yeah. It was awesome, man. <laughs> this is really good. No, that, well, I mean, this and, and listeners, like, like this is this is stuff that we all we all need to eventually pay attention to at one point in time. You may be listening to this and going, "This is this is a heavy talk," or "This is like <laughs> what a couple of wimps." Like, what do you mean they're crying? Like, this this is not easy stuff to hear. Like, it's it's this is often doesn't land easily for some people and then there's others that just get it right and you just get like wow i need this and whatever level you're at i mean the whole point is that eventually if you want to level up your health your energy your your connections to loved ones to your kids to your family you have to dive deep in in yourself and you have to you have to like break down these walls of these um misunderstandings of these masks that we wear like you you have to be willing and have the courage to really dive in and allow yourself to go deep because if you don't i mean you you miss out on on you you miss out on that version of yourself that you really want to be and you miss out on those things that we all have you know a birthright to to receive i mean the the, the miracle of who we all are and where we are in our point in space and time is so unique and wonderful and but it requires you to be to have the courage to, to dive in and you know david and i have been doing personal growth work and different things for years and it's like it's it's not that it ends it's just you get more and more unpacking so you get to see a greater and greater realization realization of who you are and, and it's it's like meeting the best friend that you never knew you had and it's beautiful and you know so many people i think are unfortunate to not experience it man and the biggest growth i've had it probably in my entire life was because i did what you just said mm-hmm. i finally found the courage within myself to start questioning certain things about why i believe certain things why i created certain belief systems for myself that were holding me back when i started to have that courage to look within and realize I didn't like things about myself or there were things that I needed to improve that, that I really had to like take that magnifying glass and really take a look at. It's a huge gut check. It really is. And when you go through that process and you remove all those things, you do remove those masks. You do see the world through a different lens and your daily just changes. It's amazing. And everybody for, I mean, Nick's talking about something that, He's experienced, I've experienced, and many people, I hope, will experience before they die because I think some people take it to the grave and they never do. Mm-hmm. One thing that I will tell you that I have learned that I have said over and over to clients, family, friends, is you are not who you think you are. Mm-hmm. You're not. That, 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 that bullshit excuse of, oh, this is just the way I am. Bullshit. Mm-hmm. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. It is not the way you are. Mm-hmm. you are the only person that decides who you are and what that story is. And that story can change whenever you want it to. You mm-hmm. can rewrite that story and you can 
You can improve on anything that you already are or want to be. And it's all within your power. It's within, right? Yeah. I love that. And one of, one of my uh, spiritual gurus that I often reflect on, his name's Guru Singh. I love this man. And he says, and, and I've heard in different versions from different, different um, you know, speakers and whatnot, the quality of your answers are completely dependent on the quality of the questions that you ask yourself. So, you know, if we're limiting the kind of questions that we have, like uh, how do I lose some weight or, or you know, um, how do I not suck at relationships or, <laughs> you know, whatever the, the quality of those questions are, we're going to get really crappy answers. We got to start asking more, deeper, more meaningful questions about ourselves. Like, you know, what's my role here? How can I have more courage? Uh, how can I be more resilient? How can I you know, be more respective of the people in my family or, or how can I develop stronger relationships? You know, we just have to start asking better questions. And those answers are all there. They're waiting to be, to be answered. And, and the only way that those questions can show up is because the answers are already there, which is another cool kind of teaching. And so if we continuously start asking better questions, and even for us as doctors, ask better questions to our clients or our, our patients, we're going to get better answers. So it's, I think it's an opportunity. This may be a good little homework assignment is like, start, what's, what are some of those questions that you've been maybe neglecting or you don't realize that you have that, that, that maybe you can start to journal about? Just start writing down some questions that, uh, that are going to allow for better answers to come through. Because I think it, it has to start there and that allows for that choice to show up. Well, and getting to the root, like you're saying, you know, I think like you're saying, a lot of people are at the symptom level of, of their problems. And if you don't look for that root, I mean, we talk about it, we're root cause doctors. You have to keep playing detective and keep going deeper and deeper and deeper and keep following to the root. Because once you get to the root and make that change, like Nick's saying, that's when the big transformation can take place in your life. But if you're sitting on the surface of like, why can't I lose weight? Or why am I still in pain? Well, like he's saying, you're not asking the right question. And the quality you're going to get out of that answer you're already probably living in that quality. Yeah. That's a great home play, man. I like it. Love it. Okay. So we're, we've got some more great episodes coming up soon. Uh, this was a, an important one, like all of them are, of course, right, Dr. David? Um, but we'll, be, we'll be back recording more regularly uh, now that we've, uh, you know, back from our integration experiences. So stay tuned for more. And uh, any, any closing words? Thanks for sharing, man. I can't wait to go to the retreat next year. I think we need to talk some more about it in the future. Um, but brother, that was amazing today, just listening to, to all that. I can't wait. Sign me up. Thanks for your ears, buddy. Love you. Right, Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please be sure to subscribe to the Dr. Dads and share with your family and friends. You can also follow and interact with Dr. Nick and Dr. David on Facebook and Instagram for a daily dose of inspiration and the latest Be well.